to the Meet St. Louis podcast, the show taking you behind the scenes of your favorite restaurants, breweries, and small businesses. I'm your host, Alexis Zotos with KMOV. If you're ready to be inspired, get excited for this episode because it is packed full of advice, not just for women, but really anyone who is pursuing their dreams. But the Women's Creative was started with the idea to empower the growing number of female entrepreneurs in St. Louis. Meg Smith, better known as Your Coach Meg, Christina Weaver of Route, and Megan Rohall of Red Letter Goods all started their own businesses. They're all three moms, and Meg is a grandma, so they're able to help women navigate the waters of growing a business while dealing with that everyday to-do list. They host quarterly pop-ups featuring dozens of women-owned businesses. They hold teaching seminars and networking events. All the things that they wish they had when they were starting out. You might want to grab a pen and paper for this episode because you might want to take some notes from these boss babes. Let's meet Meg, Christina, and Megan. Thank you. Yes. Well, you guys are so busy. I'm not even sure how you keep track of all the things you have going with the creative. <laughs> Structure. Right? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. <laughs> we talk really fast. I mean, is there a divide and conquer scheme? How does it work in terms of all the different aspects of, of the group? Great question. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely divide and conquer, but then also collaborate, I think is the yes. best way yeah. that we do it. Yeah. So... Basically, um, Christina and Megan primarily are in charge of the well, in charge. That's a weird yeah. way to say. We take it. the lead on. We take the lead on. I think you. all of us kind of support in the back end anything. That's yeah, the for the way. the procure in mm-hmm. our marketplaces, um, definitely are. What what do you call it? Um, the community com- outreach. Yeah, community outreach. The all of that, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I basically um, lead up the collective, which is our membership community. But then we're here to help each other with anything that we need help with. But mm-hmm. definitely having a focus on certain ones of us leading up certain yeah. things makes all the difference. Yes. So walk people through who may not be familiar with what you do. What is the Women's Creative? I mean, it's hard to define almost in a sense. Yeah, so yeah. we pretty much exist to support female brands, um, entrepreneurs, business owners, um, any female that is starting, looking to start, very well established within their business. We want to be here and support them, whether it's just through um, the events that we do, through the collective. I mean, we're all female entrepreneurs ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so pretty much we're creating things that we wish we would have had when we first started our business. Absolutely. This happened really organically out of realizing there wasn't sort of a support system, a easy way for, for women to figure out how to enter into this world of entrepreneurship. Yeah. And not just enter in, but definitely take their business to the next level. So I think it's one thing to be able to kind of maybe build some type of production company out of your house. Let's say you're making something and like you could hop into a couple vendor events here and there. You're throwing together your Instagram. You're doing the best with photography. And more often than not, at least in my case, you're watching all these other people and it feels like they're all doing it better than you. And you're not sure what the threshold is to enter. 
Like, how do I get into that party? How do I take it to the next level? And so that's where we really try to meet people where they are. First, in relationship, because that emotional feeling as a woman where like everyone's lapping you and you're just not sure how to catch up is so frustrating and it often holds us back. Mm -hmm. And so we are, we want to meet women there in relationship and be like, no, you, you, who you are, where you're at is incredibly important. And our community needs you and the world needs you regardless of what you're doing. If you're a photographer, if you're um, knitting things to sell to people, or if you are providing some other type of service, we, we want to help you grow what you're doing. Um, and then also very, very practically saying like, here's how to run your budget and make it happen. Here's how to set those goals and make it happen. Here um, is how we have, um, you know, how, how we've found success on social media and other marketing. And mm -hmm. so really like taking things to the next level and doing it the, as well as we possibly can. And then that's where we're at with our vendor events, right? right. Like with all the, all the community events that we do, whether they're experience like kind of based or whether they're like shopping based, we want them to be next level. We want them to feel so much fun. And, and, and so much of this is stuff that you, again, have all gone through. You've learned these lessons. So for our listeners, talk about a little bit of your backgrounds and, and how you got into what you were doing. Whoever wants to dive in. Meg. Sure, I'll start. <laughs> Hi, I'm Meg, your coach Meg. Um, yes, I have been a life and, and business coach for the past 10 years. And um, man, I wish I had this community back then. And that is absolutely the lens that I see everything that we do through for the collective especially, um, but also for the women's creative. So um, I help um, women all over the country who are wanting to live their best life, whether it's through their personal life or their business, um, or both, and um, help them build that and take them to where they want to. Where How did you get go. into that? Um, so my background is in very high-end retail management. So um, I did a lot of that for about my first fifteen or so years mm -hmm. of working life. Um, I, my degrees are in English and women's studies. Um, I, my husband and I got together about, gosh, I guess it was about many years ago. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Craig, uh, but like 18 or so years ago ish. And, um, we got five kids overnight. So I had to, it was very hard to be in retail management sure. and be 27 and all of a sudden have five kids. Wow. So um, at that point, I had to reevaluate. And um, it was in 2010, I decided, um, I woke up one day and was like, I'm going to be a life coach. I don't even know what that is. Because it was before it was a thing. <laughs> a thing, yeah. Right? Now it's a thing. Um, so it was before that. And I had all these teenagers at home and stuff. And um I started researching and I was like, this is pretty much what I've been doing like my whole life. This just makes sense. And so for about the first six years or so of my business, I basically, um, it was part time and I was still raising a bunch of kids under my roof and everything and a husband who traveled all the time and, um, you know, challenging family dynamics sure. of being a blended family and all that. And um, I finally, when um, we moved here to St. Louis in 2015, um, I started... Where did you move here from? Um, from Tennessee and before that, Southern California. Oh, okay. So that we was my path, Southern California Whoa. to Tennessee to St. Louis. Whoa. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. We'll have to talk about that more. <laughs> Seriously. Conversation there. So, yeah. So we, we moved here in 2015. Um, my kids are older. Um, I started to be able to... Um, give a little bit more to my business, 
finally went full-time for my business in 2017. And because of everything I had put in place from the beginning till then, it just took off from being so consistent, showing up for my business, putting all these strategies in place, all of the, um, all the people I had helped, all those things, it just took off. And I realized, absolutely, I can help other businesses. This is, this is my background. This is what I've done. So at that point I made that shift to, to really also start helping businesses, business owners. And, um, and I just come alive doing that. I absolutely love it. So when Megan and Christina approached me about um, wanting a membership community for, um, to help build business for the women's creative, it just was a natural fit. fit. It just made sense. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. And Christina, you started your business, gosh, how long ago now? Yes. Um, (laughs) I started my business 13 years ago. That's incredible. Yeah. So um, it's now called Root. It is um, a clothing and jewelry line um, that is all sustainably and ethically sourced. And I started originally not because I have any interest in selling clothing or jewelry, um, but because I'm really, really passionate about employing people well. Mm. And um, was I was raised as the daughter of, of a you know, generations of small business owners and just see what it looks like when um, employment is done well and when it's empowering and how it can completely change lives. And um, so I, it, my route started as, as a fair trade store and, and I, out of travel that I'd done to Southern Africa and other parts of the world and spent a lot of time um, it, with people in poverty and just really, really passionate about um, using spending, kind of flipping it on its head, right? Using our spending to change people's lives intentionally and also like productively get what we need at the same time um, with our buying. So that was kind of the impetus for Rude. And so did you start as a storefront or like as a physical store? Yes. So, um, and actually people are more familiar with with our original brand. So we were Mustard Seed Fair Trade in Columbia, Missouri. Um, So anybody who's ever been to Mizzou, it was on 9th Street next to Caldi's. And we basically were there for, we were there for nine years. Wow. yeah, that's and a long time for retail. I mean, retail is such a yes, tough business. Yes, it's a really long time, um, and we were a nonprofit for the vast majority of it. I mean, inc- I had an incredible board, and we were just run by passionate people and powered by interns from Mizzou, and um, just the community really supported us, which is incredible. And so over time, um, I'm also a mom of three, and I didn't stay living in Columbia, so I was running it from afar. We moved from St. Louis to Denver, back to St. Louis. I had two children, fostered six children, adopted another one. And so we've just, my home life has been really busy. So I did not run it full time until about four years ago, four or five years ago. When I took it over, um, the ethical fashion industry in general was really starting to come alive. And people were really considering like buying this way instead of going to the mall or major retailers. And so we decided to rebrand and make it like, a really fresh and more modern um, kind of take on what we were doing, eliminate some of the like traditional fair trade products and to bring in stuff that you would buy from us instead of buying from somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so either way, um, we eventually closed the shop in Columbia because it was just too much to do it all. And we're just online. And I had a couple people working with me here in St. Louis who been, had been running it out of, our ho- out of my house. And um, at the same time, we were doing vendor events. And uh, one of the women who worked for me, Julie Johnson, started um, the STL Women's Pop-Up Shop. 
and which has grown into the women's creative. Mm -hmm. And she got me involved just because she said, I don't want to do this full time or grow it to what it could be, but there are a lot of women who need our support. And I wasn't originally intrigued when it was just a vendor event because um, I love running our vendor events. It's, it's great and we have a lot of fun doing it. It is not my passion. Yeah. Well, and for people who are listening who maybe aren't familiar with what you mean by vendor events, these are pop-up events. Now you guys are holding them yeah. quarterly, correct? Yes. Where a bunch of women-owned businesses come together and you can kind of walk through and, and buy and shop and yeah, have I mean, a nice time. Yeah, incredible shopping experiences. We curate them really carefully. It's a ton of stuff that you just can't even decide what to buy and what not to buy. There are so many great things. Um, but what I love about them and what I love about the Women's Creative and what really makes me want to like keep it going and grow it is that employment piece. It's like we are empowering women to make enough money to... like live the life that they want to live and in some cases live a life that they didn't dream of living supporting their families taking it all next level and that like just that women being well employed in a way that is like empowering and uplifting sometimes even break ceilings is like yes all day long <laughs> all yes. let's yeah, just yeah. do this <laughs> we're like let's just just do it in st louis let's do this everywhere because when women empower women when it is like collaboration over competition when it is like just knowing you've got this whole community behind you saying yes you can even on days where you're like i am exhausted it's snowing again i can't <laughs> do this i don't know what to post on social media nobody's listening we're listening keep going yeah. you can do it right and yeah. And Megan, for you, when you started your business, yeah. could you have imagined having something no. like this? No, <laughs> no. Um, especially like with, with my background and just working for, I mean, I have an events background and worked in the wedding industry and always, always loved that. And I still have a passion for it, obviously, because we're still running events <laughs> right. where you like passion. I have the passion and we make a very good team and yes. do really great events. Um, but, but still, um, but also just having a lot of different jobs working for other people and not always loving working for other people. Um, I, I don't know, I guess I just since, and also not being from St. Louis, whenever we first moved here, when did you um, move here? Uh, that was in 2013. Okay. We'd just been married for a year, moved to a new, brand new city, didn't well, know anybody. Um, change and looking for a new home as a married couple. And so, yeah, we didn't have kids at the time and, um, my husband's job brought us here and we're like, all right, St. Louis, let's do this. Don't know anything <laughs> about it. And so we came here and felt at home pretty much right away. Um, it's funny, our St. Louis friends call us more St. Louis than they are because we, <laughs> we got connected pretty fast. And then after being here for about a year, started my own business. Um, always had a passion for lettering and um, I still call it doodling because that's just what I always did when I was a kid. And um, so yeah, so started a calligraphy business and it, just the timing was right um, after we had been here for about a year. And so started that journey and how did you yeah. decide to take something you called a hobby yep. into a business? Um, I just, it was kind of timing met opportunity met just got to go for it. And I took one class and then just kind of dug into just put myself out there in terms of like finding the resources and the things that I needed for to make it a business. And that's, that's what's great about like meeting all the women that we meet um, through what we do is that you don't 
I, and I didn't, I, I wish there was, there's so much that we know now that I wish I would have known, you know, five years ago, six years ago, and that you can just be where you are and, and turn a hobby into a business by just going for it. You like, don't need 10,000 followers on oh, Instagram no. or, you know, the ability to open a store to, right. to do that business. I worked out of my house. I just followed the people that inspired me and just wrote down a lot of things that like that I felt made me me in my business and what I was passionate about and what I wanted to put out into the world. For me, it was about, I, you know, I'm all about making a difference one small thing at a time because small things add up to big things. And there's so much that like us as women, you know, we we have limitations in a lot of different areas. But if you can just believe in yourself enough that you can put yourself out there and because honestly like what I didn't wish what took me a while to realize is that yeah people are going to tell you no but that's okay because the the right the right no's leads you to a yes what were some of those no's that you can think back on that, did, oh, that ever made you it, think I should stop doing this yeah I mean honestly a lot of it was myself getting out of my own head and there can be so much isolation as um, female entrepreneurs you know even just working from home and then you know I became a mom in this process as well and so just a lot of self-doubt in that um, and again just the sea of there's so many other people it's it's calligraphy yeah there's there's so many other people out there doing what I'm doing like why why is what I'm doing making any a difference? Mm-hmm. And but then and we just get so wrapped up in our thoughts of that. And but then it's like, yeah, so maybe the, the industry is saturated, but there's still something unique in each one of us that others notice when you remain authentic mm-hmm. and genuine within your brand and within what you want to do with your business. And yeah. Do you remember a moment where it did click in terms of the other way of saying like I've got this. I'm doing something that yeah. actually is adding value to this community. People are really responding. Is there a moment you remember about that? Uh, I don't know about a specific moment, but I know being in St. Louis has a lot to do with that for me because um, I'm from San Antonio, and you know I love my hometown, love the food, everything about where I'm from, and but um, just and again I wasn't pursuing this in San Antonio, so I just can't relate to that from there. But mm-hmm. since being in St. Louis and starting my own business, just the the support that I could feel from putting myself out there and finding other like-minded women that were doing the same thing, and you know doing the hustle of gathering a bunch of stuff and going out to events to try to sell what we think is great. And, um, just, yeah, being, getting out of my head and into the community where other people were like, Oh yeah, this is, you're this is great. I really like this. I love what you're doing. I want it in my home. Um, or I I have several new things (laughs) in my house. We all do. I actually just found a bunch of the dish towels that I bought a bunch of for gifts that I wanted to give people. And I put them somewhere that I couldn't find. And I just found a bunch of them. I'm like, great. These are such good gifts. They are. They're great gifts. Well, that's the (laughs) thing too. It's like we, we put out there what we think, um, others would want or what kind of what we would want to buy as well. And, um, so, so yeah, it was just a lot of support, um, from the community saying that like, yeah, your, your work is good. Just keep going. And, um, even when, you know, you, it's just, and it doesn't matter because I know at those stages from when I first started to, you know, after a year or two years, because in, in 
lettering, you know, styles constantly changing too. So I would look back at some of my old stuff and I still see some of my pieces, my original pieces from when I first started in some friends' homes. And I'm like, are you sure you don't want me to update that? Because I can, and I'm they sure. still love it and well, connect that's with them. a thing for all of us. We look back at some of our earlier work when we first got started and yeah. it's almost cringeworthy. Yeah. I was looking at a totally story is. from three years ago I did last oh night. I'm like, oh my God, yes. what is my hair? What, what is my hair doing? You know, my voice sounds funny. And we're all our worst critics. And I imagine that's where the support of something like the collective and the creative are vital because we need someone else to help us say, yes, you can do this. Well, and now I can look back on those moments. Whereas before, it's just I would just kind of critique all of those the old stuff or whatever, but now, now I, f- I feel like I have the confidence enough in myself and just from the support that we have now that it's like, okay, well, you know what? That was part of my journey. Like that got me to where I am now and in, in that we just want other women to feel that as well, that you can be exactly where you are, put out the bad stuff because that's okay. Be it's, it's you, it's where you're at. You're not, you're not supposed to be perfect right at the beginning right. and, or even halfway through or, or even ever. 10 years <laughs> through, like it's, it's just yeah. all part of the process and people are there to encourage you. And well, and okay. something, and like, I have to brag on Megan and, and Meg about this too. I think these two women, and I've learned a lot from them about this, are really fearless about pushing into relationships mm-hmm. and showing up. And I think one thing that Megan did really well, like during this period that she's talking about where she was like being a vendor and just like promoting red letter goods is that she would like show up at these events and she wouldn't just sit behind her booth. She would really like get to know both her customers, but also the other vendors and like build actual relationships. And um, I think that's one thing that we've seen that's just been amazing in our community Mm -hmm. is like when women have have the courage and it can be really hard to just like to show up to a mingle event like we do these free happy hours like we've got one coming this thursday at the hideout in central west end like it's six to nine o'clock it's free just like come and be there like get a drink say hi to people and it's scary i mean it is it's we always talk about this it is so hard to make friends as an adult it's also so hard to put yourself out there as an entrepreneur as someone who's diving into a world that you know you're ready for rejection you probably are hearing from friends like wait you're doing what you know Mm -hmm. it's such a challenging world no matter what business you're breaking into oh totally because people I mean after even after years of having my my well-established business people would still think that it was just a hobby or that Mm -hmm. like okay but what are you actually doing for work this this is my job (laughs) this is what I do yeah Meg when you said you were gonna be a life coach people probably were like I'm sorry you're doing what what is that uh-huh. Yeah. And now, now everyone, you know, is a life coach right. and, um, and that's great. And I because love you, you all. So yes. Well. And I mean, I love helping new coaches right. all the yeah. time. And I love, I mean, I regularly make time in my schedule to talk to new coaches, even if they just want to pick my brain about like, is this what they should do? Or will they even like it? Or will do, you know, is this the right thing for them? You know, what's so interesting to me, I mean, Everything is all about building relationships, for sure. I mean, uh, that's that's the backbone of what we do, for sure, and what we um, talk with all of our businesses about. Um, and it's it's interesting with my role, what it is. You know, being a coach, um, I and working with so many female business owners. <sighs> I get to hear how everyone struggles with all the same things all day long. And we all think we're so different. 
Like we all think that we are so alone and no one else feels this way and no one else struggles with this and they have it great and they're perfect and whatever. And all day long, every day, I get to hear everyone say the same things and to let them know you are so normal and it's okay. We just got to get you out of your head. We have to get you in community with other women who are having the same struggles so we can help each other. Right. And I think that's one of the things I love seeing now in terms of social media. I think there's a a real push for realness and authenticity Mm -hmm. in terms of talking about those struggles. You know, if you're on Instagram, you know, everyone talks about it's a highlight reel and there's been a real push to show that behind the scenes, those struggles. Mm -hmm. And I love seeing that because again, when we look at people's lives, whether it's through the lens of social media or even just out in the world, I mean, people of course are putting their best self forward. We, no one knows what's happening behind those closed doors or in your mind. Well, one of the coolest things that I've seen since, um, since we started the collective specifically was, So every week we do a working lunch for collective members here at Brennan's Work and Leisure in Midtown. And um, basically every week it's different who shows up, who's a member. Um, Some weeks we'll have six, some weeks we'll have 20. You know, you never know who's going to come. And it was um, a couple months ago, working lunch had just finished and there were still some people um, that were still talking to each other. They were sitting across the table. These two women were sitting across the table from each other. And I look over and I see they're literally, they're the same industry, both of them. I I know what they both do, Mm -hmm. you know, and they're both in the same industry. And one of them said to the other one, something like, you know, hey, I I heard you saying that you really don't like doing custom work. I really love custom work. Like what, you know, and and I heard that, you know, and you like doing this and I don't like doing that. And hey, can can we talk about this? And they did. And they left there hugging and like great friends and helping each other further their businesses based on their own strengths. That must be what all of this is about for you. That's when it. you see those connections mm-hmm. made coming from this organization that you've created, I mean, that's got to be huge. That's it. Yeah. Well, how I got entered into it from when Christina met Julie and then like, and then Julie met me at a pop-up event I was at and she was like, oh, you should come to one of these, you know, these events that I have, all female-owned businesses. And I was like, Sure, sign me up. Sounds great. I just need to get my stuff out in the world. So yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> um, and then I met Christina, and then Julie was like, "Hey, if any vendors ever want to run one of these pop-ups, go for it." I'm like, "I have an events background. That sounds fun. I'm in." Um, and then yeah, and then it just like took off, and everything has really just happened organically from. But everything has been rooted in the same thing: just this desire for female entrepreneurs and business owners to just be together, to put their stuff out in the world and be supported and grow together. Mm -hmm. And from that, you know, we, we brought Megan and everything has just happened the way that we feel it should. And from the support. And to actually intentionally collaborate Mm -hmm. like on on work, like to to really actually work together Mm -hmm. and, and put your business together. I think one thing it's easy to do is like, here, you're growing this over here, you're growing this, or even like, here, you're throwing this event over here and you're throwing this event over here. So this is what we've been talking about a lot this year is like, you'll, you'll hopefully see us over the next year, at least we're working on it, come together with several different brands to actually like combine our events with other events that are actually happening. Not because like, 
you need our support or they need, we need your support or anything like that. It's just like, let's bring these together. Like mm -hmm. why pull St. Louis over here and then like four blocks over here at the same event on the same morning, right? Like how many Saturdays do we wake up and there's like, there's eight things going on well, today yeah. and I can't, and I just don't have time for all of it. <laughs> yes. um, yeah. You know, and so like even that, but from from every in every part of our business, we are really trying to promote collaboration. We're trying to bring like our community together, our like individually because and like in a bigger picture, because we've just seen over and over again, like it's cool that like everybody's doing their own thing. And it is important that you individually put yourself out in the world. Yes. But oh my goodness, when you come together and you do it with somebody else, mm -hmm. it feels so good. We and like win. that positive energy just pulls in that many more people. And it's a really, really cool thing. And we're not just even talking hypothetically here of like, this is what we would love to see, mm -hmm. which it is, but also we've seen this happen from like, like Meg said, from the collective members and just other business owners. We've heard some amazing stories of how they've grown in their businesses because how of many what? women have we had leave their full-time jobs oh yeah like, i mean i oh imagine my gosh. 10, 10 to 20 i mean i mean that's yes. huge yeah, yeah. just yeah. in this past year yes and it's really not like oh we're gonna do this to grow our business and then we might collab on the side this is like we're joining the collective with the intention of collaborating for people to grow my business to reach my goals yes. to go completely next level and they have yeah and it's they're amazing. and they're thriving yeah. I mean, I think working together is how we're taking the women's creative and it's growing, and then it's how we're seeing everything else happen. Well, you know, we've kind of touched on this, but I mean, how vital is it to be able to show women that there is an alternative to maybe what they've been going through and finding more women to lift them up in leadership roles, in, uh, you know, in roles that maybe someone has doubted that they could do? I mean, what's that like to see it happening and encouraging it through this group. Oh my gosh, it's mind blowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like oh, I could be doing more if they're doing more. Like it's empowering. Oh yeah, because some of these, some of these business owners, some of these women that are doing things in our community, like we should be taking notes from them, and mm -hmm. they're they're just amazing. And, and we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're bringing a lot of our like. So as part of the collective, you have access to our monthly workshops, and anyone from the community can purchase a ticket to them as well. Um, and what kind of workshops? Well, we have our next one coming up. February 20th is all about Etsy. Mm. Etsy SEO and marketing. And one of our collective members, Hannah LaRose, she's going to be leading it. And we're having it at Golden Gems um, on Cherokee. Which Another amazing women-run business. Who are also collective members. <laughs> and... Um, and we also sell a live stream ticket for all of our workshops. That's so cool. even if you can't show up in person, we always, for the first hour, we do a little mingle where you can just um, network. network, bring your business cards, make some friends. And then from seven to nine, we have the workshop, and um, which is both in person and live stream. So literally you can watch from anywhere all over the world. Um, and we're, she is going to be walking us through all sorts of things about growing your Etsy business. She has done it. She is phenomenal. And um, we are so excited to be learning from her. We have um, the next one we have coming up is going to be email marketing. Um, we have another one coming up, um, Lindsay Scholes, who's also in the collective. She is going to be leading a Pinterest workshop coming up. Um, we, in the past, we have done selling, we have done um, vision casting for your business, business strategy, we've done goal setting, time management, mm -hmm. you name it. Yeah. 
Yes. Every single one of our workshops is videotaped and it is available for access anytime to our collective members. Mm -hmm. So as a member of the collective, you have a lot of different resources that you have access to, but this video library is yeah. impressive. I mean, we've had everyone from like Elizabeth Tucker of Alive Magazine um, to Shay Schindler was here in January. She's um, just this incredible creative with Free the Robot Creative um, who led us through a bunch of vision casting work with branding um, and goal setting for the year. Um, all, yeah, absolutely. Um, Mary Beth and Sarah from Union Studio have done one on merchandising. We have some incredible like St. Louis women who have taught for us. Um, yeah. and all that. Well, and it's really interesting when you mentioned that it's live stream, that there's video options. It sounds, because again, you have all been through this. You are all moms. You know how challenging it is to A, get away on a night, yes. to do yeah. a lot of this stuff. And people listening say, oh, no, I just, I don't have time. I barely have time to start this small business. I'm trying. Yeah. How has, you know, motherhood changed how this group is shaping and just your businesses in general? <laughs> I'm a grandma Ooh. now, which is Megan's so weird. Very patient with Megan and I. Yeah, our schedule is like, like the moms of little ones over here versus Meg, where she has moms of big I have ones. dogs. Yeah. Um, so which is a thing. Too. Dog mom is a Dog thing. Is a yeah, thing. It's a thing, guys. Yeah. It is. It's actually really nice that we do have different schedules and because um, we operate on different times of days. Yes. Um, it does make it challenging when we want to work together. Mm -hmm. We're still yes. working through that because that's important. But um, but then, yeah, then we just – we allow for flexibility. and um, yeah. But it's also, I think, at least personally for me speaking, where time management and being intentional with the work that I do um, is one of my biggest challenges, um, being a work-from-home mom because – I work in the mornings when my kids are asleep or during nap when they are asleep. Um, but I thought and, it was just asleep when baby sleeps. Oh, oh, no. There's no sleep in that life. That's funny. Um, <laughs> sleep when you're dead. Yeah. Right. So, right. <laughs> Too many things I to do. Seriously. Meg's sleeping. Meg's sleeping. Yeah. Like she's, sleep. yeah. There's some days she's like, I slept until 10 or whatever. Like, We're like, yeah. what is that like? Nice life. Um, but I think that was a big reason why, yes. you know, we we knew we needed more well-rounded oh, yeah. life yes. seasons totally. for our leadership, yeah, you yeah. know, so that we do have this different bandwidth. Also, coming from different um, seasons of life right now, like, we can really identify with a lot of our women yes. yeah. uh, oh, sure. because we have been through, are going through yeah. all the things, yep. anticipating what the next season might even be. Um, mm -hmm. So we make sure that we are gearing what we are putting out there for them, that it will meet them right where they are, wherever that is. And if not, they talk to us and tell us what they need, and we say, hey, we'll yeah. figure it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I mean, well, I have a business on hold right now. I, I've put my lettering business on yeah, hold since yeah. becoming a mom of two and since the women's creative took off. And Was that um, hard? To... It was, yeah. It was very hard, um, especially because two weeks before my son was born, I was trying to launch wholesale in a whole new collection. And I was like, what am I doing? I do not have the bandwidth mm. for this. And it just took some really hard, um, just realizing that I, I can't do it all, especially, right yeah, it was, I didn't, I was at capacity and something had to give and my relationships and, um, the authentic work we were doing with women's creative, mm. just, it, I, it took realizing that this is the actual physical time I have in my day and this is what matters to me. And I knew that the work that I was doing with Red Letter Goods, it 
it would still continue on at a different time when it was time to pick it back up again. And so it was it was actually yeah. really supportive. I think that's Great. so important to mention. I mean, we are all in this world right now where side hustle turns into real hustle, turns into mm-hmm. we're doing a thousand things. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. you do have to say no and step back for you know mental sanity, but right. also just to really focus on the things that are important. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to like flip the coin on that a little because mm-hmm. I'm in go mode with everything. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I have had to figure out like how and when to hire people, yeah. um, when to not do my laundry, how to feed my children creatively. <laughs> um, totally. How I like it has been intense, but kind of amazing to watch everything to, to just be like, you know what? Yes, I, I could say no to things. I could pull back, but you I just don't really want to. This year, I just <laughs> opened a shop. <laughs> I opened a store, and last year, like the women's creative uh-huh. has gone from zero to sixty. Thank you, like St. Louis community, because yes. that's why. And um, I opened a store. Um, Root has continued to grow. I took on another kind of major consulting project. Um, so yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. Like, my husband's job is equally intense, and so, but you know, it's so fun, and um, I it's energizing. And so I've had to, like I said, bring a lot of people in, ask for a lot of help. Well, and and I think that is in itself, you know, whether it is pulling back or simply saying, I can't do it alone Yes, and finding, whether it's a collaborator, finding that Mm -hmm. help, realizing maybe I do. It's, it's all so valid. Well, that's the thing. It's like the level that Christina operates on, I do not understand, but she makes it happen and gets it done and it's amazing. But it's just realizing like what your limits are and knowing yeah, that yes. like, it's okay to be cha- like, please, you have to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not about like, you can't just use the excuse of, well, I'm, I'm going to say no because I don't have time because I want to watch Netflix mm-hmm. for four right. hours in my day. It's just, it's, a, it's knowing like this, this is what I want to do, committing to it. And, and then yeah. just deciding like, okay, this is the time that I have in my day. Meg's time management class is like revolutionary when it comes to just figuring out how to just find the hours in your day um, to do what you need to do. And yeah, if, if, if you like go through your day and realize, okay, this is what I want to do. And either I need to say no to something or I need to outsource. Mm -hmm. And that's where. And it's having the patience with your stage in life. I think as women, like my kids are like three and four years older than Megan's. So like when I had little ones that were like Megan's ages, I was in the same place Megan is. I was saying no to work. I was home. I was really digging into like momming. Mm -hmm. And now like my kids are older and they can handle me like working full time. So I've had to figure out that transition and it was time for that. But it was being patient at one time and hitting go at another time. And it may very well be that like in a few years I have to hit pause. Yeah. For other reasons, and, and so my kids are in their twenties. <laughs> That's right. Now, <laughs> yeah, and we'll have cocktails with your kids, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, um, one day for sure. Um, and a two-month-old grandbaby, but um, so precious, so cute. But it's 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 neat for me to see where um, where Christina and Megan are at, and where a lot of our ladies are at too. Where. Um, my kids are starting their own, you know, to figure out, to carve their own path and everything. And I'm really glad they were able to see how I managed um, building that when they were younger, when mm-hmm. they were, you know, of course, watching my every move. Right. And now that they're able to see the boundaries I have around business and family and friends and those kind of things to see, oh, it can change. 
And, oh, it's okay if that isn't right now. Um, or, oh, it's okay for that to be what I want to do in five years. Or, but what am I doing now to get there? And that's, I think, something really beautiful that, that we bring to this um, community is that we talk to each other about these things. And I'm, I'm able to say to Megan, you know, are you sure? And, and is, you know, like really, I think this makes more sense or to Christina or and they're able to say to me, like, are you okay? You know, right. and we talk about it. Um, it's getting outside of your own head. That really makes a big difference in being vulnerable with each other. Absolutely. You guys have all worked in and lived in other places. What do you think about St. Louis in terms of this collaborative spirit that our city really seems to have taken a hold on? And how do you see it continuing? Yeah, I mean, none of us are from here. So yeah. we kind of have that. Um, well, and I left and came back. Yeah. So we yeah. moved here in 2015, lived here a year, loved it, left for my husband's job, went to Arizona, was there a year and a half, and he is like, I am so sorry I took you from St. Louis. I'm getting <laughs> you back. And I'm like, thank you. So we came back, um, and we've now been here longer than we left, so that's good. And I, he knows we're not going anywhere. Um, I'm done. And um, I will tell you, I've lived lots of places, and there is nothing like the community that we have here anywhere else. We hope for it to be other places. We yes. hope to help cultivate that yeah. other places. I have clients I work with all over the country that are like, I wish we had what you have there. And I'm like, you can. We're working on it. Yeah. It's, we're, we're really working on building this because it is unique and special. And I think a lot of it comes down to people being real just allowing the space to like be yeah. yourself and genuine yes. and mm -hmm. finding the right people and like connecting the right people with their people. And because people always say it's a really hard city for transplants, but I think if you find nope. the people, yeah. if you find your people, yeah. it's an And they might place. look different than what you expect. Oh yeah. And being, being open to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I'm 44, a grandma, right, with bright purple hair, whatever. I don't have a group necessarily that's like my, my people, right? But it's, it's being okay with, you know, and, and celebrating the fact that my group looks pretty awesome. They're pretty diverse and, you know, about every age group, every color, every background. And I believe that's what St. Louis is all about. And that's celebrated, which I love. Because I think if you're just being who you who you feel called to be and putting out there what you think is right, but also like letting other people be themselves yes. as well, like be you, but also let them be who they're meant to be as well. And let's just be together. Yes. You know, and mic drop. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I mean. Yeah. I think when people can see that authenticity, they I mean, it's infectious. You want mm -hmm. you want to be around it, and um, we're finding those people, and we're allowing people to just do that as well. Right. And I think other cities have that; they just don't know how to have it or to really where to start. And so that's why, like, I mean, we don't know everything. Like, no. we're not like the know-all of community. <laughs> and I yeah. mean, we're just we certainly are making mistakes. We're as just we go willing, along. To, learning willing and, to do the hard things to figure it out. Is yeah. I think. Right. What it's it is. important, and that's why we're doing what we're doing. Well, yeah, and it makes me think about, so recently we did um, we did this uh, 
what do we call for the collective? The um, content curation? Content, yes. content curation experience. Yeah. Where we had a lot of our, which, what is that? Words yeah, right yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. Like, what even is that? Throw but, them all together. Right. Basically, our collective members said, hey, we want to take some really good photos all together to have content for social media. Oh, yeah, I saw you guys. Do that. We don't That's necessarily awesome. know what we're doing. We appreciate and need professional photography, but we can't always afford, afford that. So what can we do? And we're like, I don't know. Let's figure it out. So we did. We yeah. brainstormed for a couple months. We got a lot of input. And we had this content creation experience that we just got the photos back from. And we're crying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it is so phenomenal. And yeah. we can't wait to do it again. And as far as we knew, no one had done this before. Yeah. There are things we do different next time, for sure. <laughs> it's like Lessons a lot learned. of what we do as well. Because, I mean, I feel like the last couple years have been a lot of like this need needs to be met let's do it let's right. oh yes. there's people need this here we gotta yeah. we gotta fill that in and then this year I think we're really focusing on mm -hmm. this is exactly who we are yes. and, and this is what we want to put out in the world and yes like give us your ideas and how can we help you but also like this is what you can expect from us yeah for sure the women's creative on social media to find the latest on their events including their next pop-up shopping experience which is on february 9th you can also find information on how to join the women's collective which is their membership program that they talked a lot about in this episode and while you're on social media don't forget to give us a follow on instagram and on facebook you can find us at meet st louis podcast this episode was produced and edited by jj bailey